Welcome to the Faith and Art Podcast. Um, why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why. No. Try it again. I'm going to keep going. You just keep going. <clears throat> keep going. Welcome to the Faith and Art Podcast. I'm Ellie. And I'm Grace. And this space is dedicated to conversations and questions for the Christian creative. podcast. Um, Today we are switching things up and having a guest on who is a musician. He's our first musician. So welcome, Justin. I'm going to have Grace um, introduce you since she's known you for a long time. But I just wanted to say um, this was one of our main goals for this podcast was to kind of expand our community of creatives Um, into people that are not just visual artists. So musicians, writers, um, even pastors. um, And you're like the first one that's not a visual artist. So it's an honor and we're excited. It's an honor to be here. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we are super excited. Um, Ellie kind of said it, but I've known JJ since we little children. Um, I... (laughs) I think we were just talking about it. It's like we went to the same K through 12 school and I've referenced that school um, a little bit here in the podcast. But so I, I've always kind of, I think I was telling someone before, it's like, I kind of JJ and most of the guys I, in my grade kind of always felt like brothers because I, we graduated in a class of 50 and I, I think I remember counting one time and I think 36 of them had been there since kindergarten. So it's like, we kind of had this group of like, felt like I mean you know with siblings you go through phases of like you're annoyed with them you love them you it's like you kind of go through all the ups and downs so I feel like I have that a little bit with like that group of people and so like I said I've been in classes and stuff with JJ my whole life his mom was my fourth grade teacher and like that whole thing so um anyways um and I also put in my notes I can also attest that JJ has always been the music kid like the one that knew his taste in music was very into it I do not have that story with like (laughs) knowing that I was interested in art or like that this was going to be a big part of my life so anyways super excited to have you um JJ you just want to like introduce yourself and tell them a bit about who you are what you do now sure um um, I mean I'm really bad at you know (laughs) kind of selling myself or whatever but um just to kind of touch on you talking about, you know, the school we went to, we, we were one big, like dysfunctional family. (laughs) Um, But it's pretty cool to, you know, see now that we came from uh, such a crazy place and like, see where we're at now, um, especially in like the creative fields. But Mm. um, yeah, my name's Justin uh, Jones. Uh, I'm just, like kind of a simple guy. Um, but, uh, I play drums for a band called idle threat. Um, and I guess I'm currently a grad student. Um, I'm a counselor and a homeschool kid and I tutor at a learning center in Nashville, but, um, yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, Grace and I have known each other for our entire lives. So, um, Let's get into this and have some fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, other things about JJ that you'll find out quickly. He loves barbecue and dogs <laughs> and the Pritz. Um, I feel like that's a Absolutely. <laughs> fair synopsis of him. Um, 
So to lay a groundwork, okay, so part of the reason I was interested in having JJ on, number one, is because you are, like Ellie mentioned, you're one of the musicians that comes to mind that, I mean, we know a lot of musicians, but people that have actually pursued it like as a career or even like outside of just a worship setting. I feel like most of the musicians I know, it's kind of in the worship space, um, but to pursue it outside of that. Um also because I, I was interested in having you on because I know that your walk in faith has like looked very different over even like the last, like, I don't know, five, 10 years, um, since coming out of high school and even in high school, like what that looked like. So I've, I kind of, and I, I assume, I think, I think you've recently come back. Um, and so I just kind of seen you get, you got baptized and stuff a couple of years ago. And so I just, I've always been interested and I kind of want to hear the story of, um, what your faith journey has even looked like from, you know, you can mention like, I mean, we grew up in Church of Christ High School, your dad's Church of Christ preacher, preacher, that kind of thing. But all of that to like where you're at now. Um, and then we can talk about how that's played into like, you know, your music career and stuff there. But just kind of like, what is your faith journey up to this point been like? Ooh, okay, so obviously that's a loaded question. Yeah, it is. Um, so we'll try to hit the high points. And if okay. y'all want to interrupt and ask questions, obviously that's what we're here for. But um, I was born into um, a very conservative, like Church of Christ family. Um, my mom teaches at a private Christian school that we all went to, or sorry, me and Grace went to. And then, uh, yeah, well, we'll just, you went there in spirit, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, I, I grew up Church of Christ. Um, and like, just as a disclaimer, I, you know, my dad is like one of my best friends and he's a phenomenal preacher. So, um, but you know, you kind of, I don't want to say grow apart from things that you grew up with, but, um, we'll get into kind of how I feel about that later. Um, and y'all got to keep me on task too. I'm probably going to talk all over the place. So, um, yeah, I grew up pretty conservative. Um, and then I don't know, like kind of kind of touching on what grace said earlier like i feel like i hit a certain age like pretty young and i was like all right this is who i am you know and that was like early middle school so it's like you know i believe this this and this and i'm into these things and i'm gonna do this and this is how i want to carry myself and um you know uh that's gotten me into some pretty like cool places but also some really uh rough spots in life too so um, but fast forwarding to more of the, the fat on the meat is like, um, I graduated high school and then like went to a public university for about a year. Um, and being around like a bunch of people that, um, were very different from the ones that I grew up with and stuff was very good for me. Um, because I very much like was still, um, a Christian, you know, uh, you know, I believed I was like following Christ and like, you know, all, all that jazz. Uh, but like, it just, it just looked different. And I think that there's like an exponential amount of like learning and unlearning that you need to do, um, both inside and outside of like a church setting. Um, and we'll get more into that later. Um, but college really was like the first, like, step I think for me um and then my band started touring um and I got to you know I've traveled the country now and like met all sorts of people and 
um, heard all sorts of testimonies and like, you know, you have conversations with people that believe the same things that you do, but also don't believe the same things you do. And like, you know, I think it's those experiences in traveling that also is kind of like the second step. Um, and then honestly, like, uh, I call him my pseudo grandfather, uh, but it basically was like my grandfather figure in my life when he passed. Um, he was like a, uh, like one of my Bible teachers and stuff, um, at the small church that my dad preaches at. And, um, when he passed is kind of when I was like, there's a lot of other reasons too, but it was one of the main ones that I was like, I'm going to like step away from being in a formal church setting for a while. And if it wasn't for that experience, um, I probably still like, I, I wouldn't be a Christian now. Um, I think it took me leaving and I know it's a dirty word to some people, but like deconstructing, uh, yeah. like it took that for me to still be like, okay, I'm still a follower of Christ. Like I still want to exemplify who he was. Um, and you know, yeah, since then, like, sorry for fast forwarding through stuff. I know that, you know, no, it's um, but trying to hit the high points and then, yeah. So, uh, like then COVID happened, um, and y'all know what that was like, but there was just like a lot of like reassessment that everybody went through during that time. And that's when I was like, okay, like I, I want to kind of like fix a lot of things and like rethink how, I carry, like, not totally how I carry myself, but there was just some things that I wanted to do. And I've always thought that, like, you know, like, baptism is important to the Christian faith. So, like, uh, this is something that I feel is right right now. So, um, did that and then kind of was um, trying to get back into, the, like, a church setting at that point. But it just didn't, obviously didn't feel right because it wasn't, like, a physical setting at that point. Um but then, you know, COVID kind of, I can't say ended, but, you know, uh, we started touring and all that again. And I don't know, like, it's just, there's a lot of learning and growing and it never really ends. Like your, your journey or whatever you want to call it, like your walk with Christ, your spiritual journey, whatever. Um, it never really ends. And I think that the more that you're aiming to like learn and like connect with people um, but also like deepen your relationship with Christ. That's ultimately what's going to like keep you like going. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, and I, you know, as of, you know, March, 2023, like, I feel like this is the healthiest I've been um, with my relationship with God. Um, and like, I've started to take spirituality and stuff like far more seriously than I did maybe in past years but um yeah it's been a very long journey and you know i'm only i turned 28 next month but uh you know i uh yeah i'm in a good spot um wow. i don't know <laughs> no that's really cool i'm even thinking about um i i agree i think deconstructing to a lot of people is a very dirty word um mainly just because it gets associated with um with people never coming back and like kind of with people yeah. then I think it gets associated with like um, people that find whatever they want to believe. And then, you know, you cherry pick the Bible to be like, this means this as opposed to, you know? Um, and so people kind of, I think they fear that and there's good and bad in that all to say um, what you said about 
if you would have just stayed in the church, you think you wouldn't have been a Christian now, but like in taking a step back, that's kind of what we've even talked about that even in terms of art, like the whole, like stepping away and coming back with fresh eyes and like in creating art. And like, if you push through with something, you kind of end up reaching burnout and you end up messing something up, um, like just to push through. And I think it's interesting when it comes to faith to think about that as like a concept, because, um, I, there's a whole, you know, the concept of discipline and faith keeps us grounded. And there are things like you push through when you don't feel it. Faith isn't always about feelings and, and those kinds of concepts. But at the same time, like, I do think that there's grace to take steps back. And I don't think that the Lord is like scared of us stepping away, um, to then come back. Um, anyways, I just, I thought that that was, as you were saying that I was thinking, man, that's actually like a direct parallel to something we talk about, even in the process of creating art is the necessity to take, take steps back. And I mean like, sorry. (laughs) You go ahead. Uh, but even, you know, you could throw out the cliches like, you know, Ooh, what about the story of the prodigal son? And like, you know, I, I just, I, I inherently believe like at my core that it's okay to question everything that you believe in, whatever you think, feel, you know, it, it's okay to, okay, why do I think this way? Why do I feel this way? Um, you know, think about all the translations of the Bible and stuff like that. Like it's, it's kind of important to question all of those things. Um, Oh, sorry, Ellie. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, that's good. <laughs> like, in your season of stepping away, was it more of you like truly stepped away or were you wrestling with stuff in that? Or was it more of just like, I'm done for now. I need a break to figure out where I'm at in life. Like, what did that look like? Um, it, Honestly, a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be like too polarizing, um, but like it was a mixture of like, a bunch of things. Um, mostly just because of, uh, and I, well, to preface, I don't want to make it sound like I'm, um, talking crap about the people that I like were, that I was like going to church with. Um, but, um, like my, I mentioned my pseudo grandfather, uh, had just passed and like, you know, he was a pretty prominent person within our congregation and like, people are actively mourning, but, um, at the same time, like, uh, the, uh, uh, ongoing, like, you know, election process was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. So people were kind of just arguing about the candidates and there's one in particular that a lot of people adhere to that I believe is a harmful figure. I mean, both of them are, but Anyway, I know I'm being vague on purpose too. Most people are going to know who I'm talking about. But I just remember people like bickering over all of this stuff. And I'm like looking around. I'm like people are actively mourning and we're talking about politics within a church building instead of just like being there for each other and being, Mm. you know, good neighbors. And, you know, I could throw out all the Christianese mumbo jumbo, but like it just like really bothered me. Mm. Um, And then. I fought through that for like a couple of weeks. And then the last like service that I went to, we had had this class and um, they started talking about um, like, like the LGBTQ community. And it was just all a bunch of like um, just hateful speech. 
And I was just like so sick of it because I was like, you know, here's all this stuff that's going on in life right now. And this is what we're focused on. And it's just all rooted in just this like negative place. I was like, I can't I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really the catalyst of why I was like, I'm severing this tie. Um, And, you know, it, it was the first time in over, you know, 20 years of my life that I wasn't going to church three times a week. Um, and it wasn't, you know, I wasn't like, Hey, I'm skipping church on Sunday to go drink beer and watch football with my friends. Like it was honestly kind of like a bad breakup. Um, it was like, I wish like sometimes was like wishing like, Oh man, I wish I had gotten up and gone to church today because that community is so important. Um, but like, I just like, couldn't do it. Um, And ultimately it led to, uh, like, you know, that resolution that, you know, I can be more connected with, um, you know, God, um, not on my own. Cause that's like a selfish thing, but like, it was like, man, I'm going to go experience what, you know, worship can look like outside of a church building, you know, in like this like formal setting. And that did a lot for me um and I can get more into that later but yeah I was gonna ask like so what did your process with music look like in all this like were you actively making music touring like did you step back from music or did music was that kind of a safe space for you um uh, so that actually was around the time that there was kind of a lot going on during that period um during the first part of it uh, my band and I kind of had some, uh, turmoil, uh, that I really won't get into, but I was not in a good spot just in general. Um, and it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm like, we're going to tour and play these shows and that kind of thing. But we had just, you know, I think it was right before or right after we had put a, like, a an EP out, but, yeah, we were still, we were still doing all that, still trying to find out like a proper balance of like identity. Um, but then, you know, during COVID, um, is when we actually, we went up to New Jersey and made our first full length. Um, and that honestly is probably the healthiest our band has ever been. Um, so we were still creating, um, but like, you know, in a personal spot, like mentally, honestly, physically, spiritually, at first I was like not doing too hot. Um, but it's kind of weird looking back now, that's still like the month we spent in New Jersey making our first record is probably like the, the best like month of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stay still, but like, it's still one of my favorite months. We'll, we'll put it that way, but, um, things were clicking then. So we were still creating, um, I was still like playing drums, having fun with that, but you know, Y'all know, like, with all art, it's, like, it, it can be a rocky road. Nothing's ever just, like, smooth, so. Yeah, and what what was that like? I mean, I, I know that you've, like, even, like, people in your band, I have so many questions around just the whole process because, like, I know you've mentioned and maybe talk a little bit about Idle Threat um, and the kind of band <clears throat> that you guys are. You've mentioned maybe not wanting to even explicitly um like label you yourself or the band as like a christian like band because you guys they do it for you guys that don't know um 
they're they're pretty i i don't even know what genre, i mean like just like a they're in a heavy scene they're in like you know like there's some like metal but like just heavy just heavy music um but also really great music i have some i have my favorites off the album i would love to talk about but um anyways um t- maybe talk a little bit about what the process has been like having a band that sings christ-centered songs in a heavy scene and even what that was like creating those songs with even people on in your band you don't have to go into like the turmoil of the band but like what that's been like for you even finding god um experiencing god maybe at times when you were distant from him but you were singing or you were part of a band that was singing these christ-centered songs and then even what that was like within the midst of a heavy scene i have so many questions just about that whole thing so take any of those and run with it so uh i guess just to preface like uh today i guess in 2023 like the five main guys in my band we um we all are very different uh we think differently we feel differently um and then especially when it comes to like you know religious matters like we're more different than we are similar um and like, you know, I've made the joke probably a million times now. It's like, well, you know, you have three Calvinists and then an ex-evangelical and an atheist in a band that, you know, people are always asking us like, hey, are y'all like a Christian band? And we all answer kind of the same way where it's like, uh, we're not uh, because mostly we just don't want to get put in the box of like, oh, y'all are Christian artists, like you know, especially with the scene that we're in, we don't really want to get excluded from, you know, playing with certain people and doing certain shows and stuff like that. But also like, it's almost as if like, if you slap that label on yourself, you're immediately getting like, I don't want to say cut out, but it's just like, you're not going to be on certain shows. You're not going to get on certain tours. And like, I've been around like plenty of people in the industry now where they don't care like that they don't care if you're a christian or not you know it it could be any religion whatever but like if you're associating with a set like belief system or whatever it's gonna like really center to like one demographic of people right right and that's it's gonna cut out your audience so like that's really why the industry acts that way um and I can give some specific like stories, but that's just kind of where we're at with that. Um, it's like, that makes you know, sense. That makes sense. We hop on Christian podcasts and stuff all the time. They're like, so are y'all a Christian band? And I'm always like, man, I hate this question. Like we're, we are, but we're not like we're, yeah. we're Christians in a band, but like, right. you know, we're, you know, we're just getting up and playing shows. Like uh, yeah. my, my bandmate Ernie, he's always been really good about like, Hey, like we're, you know, we're Christian dudes, but like, we're just going to, my job's not to like evangelize right now. It's to get up on a stage, just, just rock, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, so that's kind of the like fuel to the fire with that. But, uh, <laughs> right. I don't know, well, like we started, oh, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to keep going. I was essentially going to say, well, what has that been like? Even like with the other bands, like they've, for those of you, I mean, they've toured with like pretty large name bands. Like I thinking about Norma Jean, even specifically like, and being on tours like that, like what have, um, I guess, I don't know, what have the other bands reactions been like when they hear your stuff? Like, how does that fit? Like, does it feel like it's like a misfit puzzle piece sometimes like in a greater scheme or does it not feel that way? So it, 
it can. And I and two specific stories always come to mind when I talk about this. Um, but uh, I don't I don't know how many people that are listening to this are going to be familiar with Norma Jean and Under Oath. But um, so Grayson from Norma Jean, uh, we finished a tour with them last summer. And while we're all leaving, everybody always hugs and like, you know, bye, whatever. And um, Grayson came up to probably every member of my band and was just like, hey, like, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm very outspoken about this. Um, And he's like, y'all are doing something right. He's like, everybody in this scene acts one way or another. A lot of it is like, you know, a lot of people are fake, like, I'm paraphrasing to make this shorter too, but like, he was like, you guys are special. Like keep doing what you're doing. I really appreciate it. You know? Mm. Um, and he's like, I'll be praying for y'all. Like, you know, keep doing your thing. And he, I, I don't know. And like Grayson doesn't talk way too much. So like that was very, it meant a lot to me. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, like he, yeah, just what a sweetie. Uh, but uh, that, that, that's my, probably my favorite thing because it was just one of those moments where I was like okay I feel like we're doing something right here because you know to come out and be like all right we're Christian dudes on this like tour in this fest scene or whatever and like we kind of don't back down from that in a way um but you know it it's not that people are noticing it's just like other Christians are like hey like y'all are doing something right like maybe this is what we should be doing or like you know um and maybe that makes us seem kind of high and holy on that and that's not what i'm getting at but it's just it was some reassurance that i needed at the time um and then probably on the funnier side uh so our like second or third show when we were touring with aaron gillespie and emory last year um aaron is pretty outspoken that he is not a christian anymore um but you know we're a couple shows in on this tour and we're like hanging out in the green room after and like he was just like shaking his head and like he that dude is is the like loudest person in a room at all times so like everything he does is just like 11 out of 10 (laughs) um but he was just like shaking his head just look looking at all of us and we're just like what is going on he's just like I don't know what y'all are doing to me. He's like, I'm feeling stuff that I haven't felt in like over a decade. He's like, I don't know if I like this or not. He's like, man, I just, he's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like Christian artists usually like really like (laughs) gross me out, but y'all what, what's, what are y'all doing right now? And it, it, it was awesome. Cause like, you know, that's one of my like idols. Like Mm. when I was growing up, I was listening to, you know, Norma Jean and Under Oath and stuff, but like Aaron Gillespie's like one of the reasons I play music. Um and like coincidentally enough, like his worship record's still my favorite worship record. And like, you know, I listen to Under Oath and the Almost all the time still. Um, but you know, we had plenty of conversations in the next like twenty days about, you know, what we believe in, what we don't believe in. And, you know, he and I talked a lot about like mental health and stuff like that, how yeah. that, you know, is related to not related to like, you know, religious belief and all that. And it was just, I don't know, those two instances were like, okay, this is like kind of why I do what we're doing um, and find that intersectionality between um, faith and art. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I I have a next Ellie. Did you have any thoughts there? Because I was going to ask another question. <laughs> you go ahead. It might be the same. Okay. Um, <laughs> I the next question was I was just thinking like okay so in in this faith as you've come back to it while you're growing your music career then like being with these bands in this scene like what has been the biggest hurdle then like for you if there has been one like in finding god still and like staying connected or like feeling secure in that like where do you feel like um i don't know i have questions about like what does it look like for you to feel like you create with god now um what does it look like for you to find god um and also like what is the biggest um i don't know that's a lot of what this podcast is about is about creatives that are trying to find god um in the creative process and just the tensions and stuff that arises there um i guess i'm just curious like what have been the tensions that have come up for you um in creating music and being in the scene or even just being around um yeah i don't know that yeah that's sense? what i was going to hit on too is just like do you feel the tension like when you are in those spaces, like I even, it kind of reminds me, it's so different, but like working a secular job, like when I was in social work, like I felt the tension of like, you know, you have your traditional, like, you know, evangelize, but I never, like not once did I feel necessarily like an unction to like evangelize. Like I just wanted to love people well. And it's so funny, like, some not all of my people but when I left that job so many people were like are you a Christian (laughs) you know and and that's almost more satisfying because it's like I don't know not that there's not a space for the more traditional like let's share the gospel but I do think it's very it's very Jesus-like to just walk with people and do life so I just didn't know if you felt that tension or if that's something you wrestled with so that might play into that or not so it's funny. I while y'all were talking, you probably saw me pull my phone up. I was taking notes because my brain just immediately just fired. Asked like eight questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just to touch on what you just finished saying, though, like that—that that is how I tried to carry myself. Like I, like what I'm doing is more like on a stage. I guess is more performative. So like you know, when, when I get on a stage with my band, like, you know, in a way, I do believe that it is worship, because I, I believe that, you know, my, my talent drive, whatever you want to call it, is, you know, it was given to me for a reason, like, I have, I have that instilled in me um, for a reason. And I believe that that, that comes from God. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, like, yeah. So when, when I'm playing, I'm performing. Um, but it, like, to me, sometimes it does feel like worship, but at the same time, I know that, you know, I'm still the one that's going to be like, yeah, we're not a Christian band, you know, we're, we're just up there rocking out, whatever. Um, and I, I don't think that those things are like ex- exclusive. Um, and there's probably way better way that I can like phrase all this. It's just, well, no, you know, it reminds uh, me of like when we've talked about like we're Christians making art, but not all of our art is quote unquote Christian art. And yeah. Like I can feel like I am like um, communing and abiding in God as I'm creating. And maybe that's kind of what you're touching on. Like when you're drumming, sometimes you feel like, like you're doing it with the Lord or whatever that looks like, whatever language you would put it. 
but it's like, it's okay. We've asked these questions. Like, is it okay to, to do that? Like for me, if I'm painting a collection, like I'm doing it so like aware that the Lord's with me and like he delights in it, but I don't necessarily have to, when I release it, be like, this is a collection that I made, you know, in a worship, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, we've, we've argued, not argued, but we've just like wrestled over those questions of like, does it have to be communicated as Christian or labeled as Christian? Yeah. And and like, I guess for me, it's just hard to like formulate my thoughts with a lot of this because my, my like everyday walk is different from like, you know, performative me. Um, Because like, just going back on what you said about like social work and stuff, like, you know, by day, like normal day for me is like, I, I work with kids. um, And like, I definitely live by um, just wanting to be there for people. Um, And that doesn't like, you know, I know I called myself like an ex-evangelical and all that, but like, you know, I'm not going out and like, you know, preaching the gospel to people and like, you know, handing out pamphlets and like all that kind of thing. Uh, for me, it's just like, I want to be a good example of what I believe a follower of Christ should be like. And, you know, I'm not the best example, but to me, that means just being like being transparent and, you know, meeting people where they're at and having just real conversations instead of like, you know, if I was getting up on a stage and like saying and doing things that maybe I didn't mean, like, you know, like, you know, and I don't have a microphone or anything, but like, um, uh, one, one, one of the, I don't know the right word, uh, but one of the biggest like differences between like my bandmates and I, and, um, like we'll like get up on stage and, you know, do our thing. But, um, most shows, uh, one of my bandmates will say like, Hey, like if you need anybody to like pray with you or anything like that, we'll be at our merch booth and that kind of thing. And that's kind of not how I roll. Um, I have prayed with like, I hate saying fans, but fans and stuff like that before. Um, and it's kind of awkward for me, but at the same time, like, you know, I don't mind that at all. I just want to feel like I'm in the right space to be able to do that. Um, and like quick story, I guess. Um, but like, you know, I'm more of the guy that like my post-show routine is like, especially if we're on tour, like we'll play, I'll move my stuff. I probably go to the bar and get like some bourbon and then I just hang out. And like, I've had some of the best conversations of my life um, out on the road, just because people will come up and be like, Hey, like, you know, it starts with like the good set bro or whatever. And then you start talking about life stuff. And like um, one of my favorite like tour moments ever was there was this guy that we, we had played a house show in uh, like the middle of nowhere, Ohio. And, um, this guy came up to me after we played and basically was like, Hey, like, you know, are y'all like a Christian band and stuff? And I was like, Oh my gosh, here we go again. You know? And I was like, well, no, but yes, but no, you know? And, um, he was like, so what do you do? Like, what do you do at home? Do you work for a church? And I was like, no, (laughs) I was like, I'm actually a pre-K teacher. And he was like, dude, no way. Like my daughter is like upstairs. Like she's like three. And me and him ended up going upstairs of this, like, I'm telling you, it was like a punker house too. Like we crammed like 80 people in, in there. It was nuts anyway. But like we go upstairs in this like frat guy house 
and like his daughter's just in there like coloring in like this coloring book and like I got to meet like you know his family and he was telling me about like his like relationship with church and like what it looked like and that that is seared into my brain like for the rest of my life you know and um you know I don't ever like I don't know whatever happens with like his spiritual walk but then and there he and I had a really like genuine deep conversation about Christ and like you know his experiences with church and like we had similar experiences and stuff so um that's that's you know in that long summation that is how I try to carry myself it's like yeah like you know, I, I'm a believer, you know, but I'm here to rock and roll. And like, after the show, like, I just want to meet you and talk about what you're interested in and what you believe. And, you know, if you want to talk about Jesus, cool. If you don't also cool. Like, um, I just want people to have like what they need and what they're comfortable with. coming up and people that we're talking to and it's like it's it seems obvious but I guess sometimes that it's not like when we ask questions because we're asking people like what does this look like mm-hmm. um but the theme that comes up more times more times than not um it's kind of that quote that like got overused for a couple of years about the whole like um mm-hmm. preach the gospel and if necessary use words um do you remember that one that went around for a while um but I feel like yeah. we have struggled with me and Ellie specifically, like we get in our heads, I think when we're really trying and it's, I think it's another form of performance, but performance before the Lord trying to think like, am I doing enough like to make him like to let people know that this is, this is what I like, but knowing really, and again, this is a quote that we've possibly overused way too much. Um, just like a heart that trusts him, like he's finds so much pleasure in it. And if we can trust that he enjoys us enjoying mm-hmm. him and enjoying the thing that he made us to do, that it's like it's overflow and that like people will come and those conversations, like you're saying, they happen. And I actually remember when I started dating Cody, um, our first date when I left, I was like, no. Um, I like, and he knows this, he knows this. And I remember the big reason I was like, no, was because I was in the middle of this like hyper Christian, um, community, which I do love, but you know, had its own issues. Um, and I thought like, he didn't say enough about like Jesus. Like, I don't think he like mm-hmm. likes him enough. Like, I don't think that he's Christian <laughs> enough. Like essentially I was like, I don't know. But then I went on a second date with them a couple weeks later. And like, anyways, I actually remember appreciating um, Cody compared to a lot of the guys I was around in that culture because it was kind of like that whole like peeling an onion type thing where it was this slow to find out like mm-hmm. the the depth of faith that was there. Um, and it actually felt a lot more authentic um, to have this slow burn yeah. um, and to have, as opposed to someone just being like, I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, get to know them and you're like, there's just zeal here, but there's not much depth. Um, anyways, it's kind of what it reminds me of a lot of the creatives that we're talking about. It's like, I'm going to go forth and do the thing I was created to do um, and continue to dig wells. Or, and again, that's really prophetic language, but um, I'm going to continue to kind of 
dig this history with the Lord. Um, and then when I interact with people that it'll come out. It reminds me even of what, uh, Cammie was talking about in an episode, we, a couple episodes ago, and she talked about, she has a pretty big following on Instagram and it's a lot of people that are just interacting with her over social media. And she made the point that like, she is, um, conscious of whether the people that she's interacting with can handle the weight of the full gospel if their relationship has that and I I believe that like Holy Spirit sometimes wants you to just like share the gospel like I'm all for that but it does I think it's like talking about trust like there is a level of trust that walking in like this type of um like walking this way requires like I'm even thinking about you JJ like it requires a trust, a holistic trust in the Lord and his hand and his care for people to be like, I'm going to plant seeds, be authentic, love people well. And it's almost like it's it, depending on how you approach it. Right. Cause I'm sure some people are like, you know, if it's like a fear of man thing, like I don't want to share the gospel. Like I'm just going to love people, but there's a difference between that. And I trust the Lord to lead me and to the Holy spirit to speak through me when he wants to right. say certain, you know what I mean? And That's trusting good. that I don't have to see the result. Like I don't have to get the satisfaction of you coming to Christ. Like I, I trust the Lord that I'm going to live like with um, intentionality and I'm going to live yielded with open hands. But like my job is to live full. Cause I think that's another thing that's really lacking in Christian circles is Christians who are living really rich lives, like a Christian's life should be so rich and full and fun. And like, of course they're suffering, but even in suffering, like there should be a richness because you have Jesus. And I think that witness is kind of lacking. And that is really like the people who, um, what's the word, uh, provoked me growing up to want to know Jesus weren't the people that were like preaching at me per se. They were the people whose lives were so like colorful and rich. And they were like, Oh, this is because of like this man I know, you know? And it's like, those are the people that provoked me. And I was like, I want to know him like that. Like, cause that's different than what I'm necessarily seeing over here. Yeah. And what's funny is that I, <laughs> I had this conversation like, like extensively with a dear friend the other day and um uh shout out to grace and nice friend rachel oliver um but uh so we we were talking about just this it's like you know it's really not about our satisfaction and i i have always brought up you know when jesus said like you know go pray like in privacy um and like you know when it comes to why i don't want to like evangelize on on a stage or anything like that. It's mostly because of that, because I don't want to think it's a part of my act um, or it's just part of this like made up, like, you know, performative like script, you know, that I'm JJ of idle threat and I'm going to like, you know, put Jesus in your face and like, go pray for you after the show. Like I want to do that genuinely. Not, it's not part of my like agenda, you know, um, I'm here to play drums and then hang out. Like while we're hanging out, if you got some stuff you want to talk about, we're going to do that. Um, it's, it's also, um, kind of reiter reiterating what you said, like, it's still, it's not about like my satisfaction. 
because that would make it a selfish thing. Like this is about like, you know, ultimately you want to live your way and live your life in a way that, you know, exhibits who Christ is. And it really doesn't matter. This is just what I believe, but it really doesn't matter what you do um, because, you know, Jesus and, and like Jesus and what he did is enough. Um, and I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's like, ah, go do whatever you want because, you know, Jesus died for your sins and all, that's not what I'm getting at. But it's like, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do because Jesus did what he did, you know, and God, God's grace is exemplary. So it's like, you know, yeah, maybe I slip up and I, and I do, and you know, maybe I'm not the best looking Christian, but like, you know, that still doesn't take away from, you know, what God has done in my life and what he's going to do for others. Um, and you know, yeah, I have like a million other stories I could bring up where I've been in some like really awkward situations with some things. And I'm just like, dude, this isn't what I believe. This isn't how I think it works. You know, let's not put God in a box. Let's not put limitations on God's grace. Um, but yeah, that's what I was thinking of just then. No, um, yeah. I think if there's anything that can be said, I know a lot of people have a lot of uh, hate for uh, our generation and the way that we do certain things. But I think if anything can be said for um, our generation, I think it's the diversity of um, vocation and um, expression of all that the Lord can do through. Because it's like we've moved so far beyond like only these things does like the Lord work through. But I think that even though we're actively doing that, I think getting our head space, because it's like a lot of us are pioneering, like a lot of these jobs were not possible. Like it was like so rare to be able to be like a drummer in a band that's going to tour or wherever. It was so rare to be able to make enough money from your art to have a full-time job. Like social media and different things have provided these avenues that there was never even a possibility for people to have these jobs and like even find God in these ways before. Um, but I, I think that what you're saying just about the love of God being enough, um, it's, it's radical. And that's even what Cammie was saying before, like the truth of the gospel is offensive. The love of God is offensive. Like the amount of people that he loves, the kinds of people that he loves is like offensive to our heart that wants to think that it has to do X, Y, and Z to earn it. Um, and to the people that spend forever trying to earn it, we're like, wait, he loves them too. Um, and so thinking about all of our, the ways in which we have the freedom to, um, really do whatever vocation, so to speak, but we get caught up in like, is this okay? Um, but really just knowing that we're walking in like the abundance of his love, um, is it's, it's a lot of freedom. And I've loved getting to hear from a lot of different creatives express that and how we've come, how we've come to that in different ways, but even his, uh, faithfulness just to kind of walk through us with it as we take forever to get to this place. Um, it's cool to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that we're getting to the end of our time because uh, I know you got to go and hang out with some kiddos. Um, is there any other like final thoughts, JJ and Ellie, that you guys would want to share um, with uh, just our audience, Christian creatives, people that are trying to wrestle through the tension um, of these two things of faith and art? Is there anything that you would say uh, in heading out? Um, I think for me, it's more of, I think creatives, especially in the faith, like 
what what's important is just like um i talk a lot about like community and connectedness so like i know for me this is more of a question just to preface uh so for me like that's what that's what's the most important like it's kind of why i fell in love with the music scene to begin with is you know i loved this music you know there's a bunch of other people that love this too and now i play but how do i bring my faith into that as well and connect with other people because like mm. when i'm playing music it's just to have a vessel to like you know let emotion out and like be performative and like do all this stuff but also when I hop off stage, like I'm meeting people and connecting with them and building those relationships. And a lot of those relationships, you know, end up being, um, you know, like not debates or anything, but like you, you get into, you know, the deep stuff, which like, I don't like really just scratching the surface with people, but like, it's that connectedness that kind of fuels what you're doing. So like, as a, you know, like I, I create music. It's, I don't want to say it's easier for me because people come to shows yeah. and then, you know, they listen to your stuff, the crowd surf, you know, mosh, whatever. And then like you meet your people and all that. Like I have that tangible uh, community there. Um, I guess with more like visual arts, like how do you guys find that connectedness with your fans or whatever you want to call them? Uh, and then also like, integrate your faith into that and i know that that's why y'all are doing this podcast is to talk about it but it's just that's so fascinating to me because it's easy for me to come here and be like hey like this is what i do i have that 30 minutes in those four walls and like everyone's connected in that 30 minutes so cool but like for you guys you have to like you know <laughs> y'all are painting and drawing and all this and like you spend so much time here and then you have to like ship your stuff off and just hope that that feeling that connectedness happens when they unpackage, you know, your portrait or something. So that was my final thought for you guys. Cause I wanted to hear a little bit more about it. Grace yeah. is way better at this than me. <laughs> She's going to <laughs> No, it's mainly just cause I've been in it for a little bit longer and I've felt the starvation of needing that. Um, that's so real. And community is such a huge aspect of it. Um, we're actually, and that's a huge part of the podcast, like you said, and that's something we're actually hoping to do here. I'm hoping maybe even like this early summer, just trying to actually create in-person meetups for creatives in our area to get to know people and have that community because it is life-giving. And I love that about the music scene, like getting to interact. It's so cool when you actually get to interact with the musicians, that is kind of rare, especially at bigger places. So I've loved, like, even when I went to your show recently, like getting to see you guys afterwards and like talk to, talk to you. Um, it is hard in the art community and even the small business community. There's so many kinds of creatives that are just at home alone. They, and that's the, that's the whole thing is like, we're all asking these questions and we feel like we're the only ones trying to figure it out. Um, and then having that connectedness, even with our, our buyers or our customers. Um, I said voice text. That's a huge thing for me. I've always been a voice texter, which I think both of you have gotten several of them from me in the uh -huh. last few days. Um, <laughs> but even with my clients and people on Instagram, if someone asks me a question, I'm responding in voice text. And, um, some of them are kind of uncomfortable with that, but some of them respond to it. And I just think that it does add a 
bit of personhood to it, but then also taking the time. I think me and Ellie just talked about this in an episode um, previously. If I get a commission for someone that someone died um, or someone they want to incorporate, I'll take the time to say, Hey, I'm really sorry that this person like passed like, Hey, and I try to add that into my communication. And a lot of, I've gotten emails from people back like, Hey, I'm so glad you said this. This is actually what's going on. And they send me like a really long thing. Um, And so we get to kind of have, I feel like that's kind of where there is some ministry in my, I mean, it doesn't have the title of ministry, but that's kind of where I actually get to talk with people. But within small business community, it has to be super intentional. Um, And me and Ellie aren't super intentional people in that way. I mean, Ellie's intentional, but I mean, like to create that kind of community. Not with community, Um, but I'm realizing, like, I think I'm starting to like scratch the surface. Like, okay, maybe like I'm seeing the benefit. Like I tend to be kind of a homebody anyways. Like I don't mind being by myself, but in a creative outlet, I'm starting to see like the need. And I'm like, Mm. thank God I have Grace because she's good at this even you know, I'm like, Grace, help me in like <laughs> introducing to your people. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I so enjoyed hearing your thoughts though. I did too. I did too. I, 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 you had, um, I was kind of, I was like, I don't even know like the right questions to ask a musician. I was kind of very nervous about where <laughs> this would go. Cause I was like, I don't know music questions. Um, but I, I really did love our conversation. So I thanks for I taking the time. So many more, like, I do too. So we might have to have you back on. Cause I want to yes. okay. process too. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Cause like, I, I'm, I feel like I could talk to a brick wall for hours. Um, and it, it's so funny because like I know even just with Grace like she and I have had like really long conversations and stuff but um I try to mention like in the podcast and stuff that I'm in that I'm like notorious for being like hey like let's go get dinner or coffee or a beer or something like that and then like four or five hours later they're like oh we need to go (laughs) like we're like gonna be somewhere late but um yeah I I always love doing this kind of stuff and I think you what you guys are doing is very important um and the audience that you're reaching which includes myself it's you know it's been very refreshing um to hear a lot of the thoughts that are coming through so you guys Mm -hmm. are doing something really really special here thanks friend well everyone tell jj jj tell everyone where they can find you where they can find idol and all that kind of stuff uh okay so uh, I'm on all social media. Um, it's mostly barbecue preds and my dogs, but I'm there. Um, and then my band also is on everything as well. Uh, just look for idle threat. Uh, we're all lowercase or tooth and nail records. You'll, you'll find us, but you can find our music on all the platforms and all that kind of stuff too. So, um, if you like post hardcore music, uh, you might get yelled at a little bit, but you know, but honestly, uh, not even like my favorite genre, but I really enjoyed your album. I it a couple <laughs> thank of you. Times. So give it a try, even if it's not your typical genre. Yeah. Yeah. There's... I, um, yeah, I think there's a little something for everybody, you know, yeah. check it out. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, that's fine. Like <laughs> we can chat about it either way. <laughs> yeah. Love super that. cool. All right. Well, thanks JJ for coming on. We appreciate you and um, we'll have to have you on at some point again. Keep asking all of our questions, yeah. but thanks everyone thanks, for listening. Uh, thanks for having me. Bye. <laughs>